favor he has in you and 
and your neighbor. So be careful how you treat your neighbor because you do not know, I repeat, you do not know how much favor of God is in their lives. Amen. Into Jeremiah chapter 33, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, Jeremiah 33, and verse number 3, and it reads in the Amplified, call to me and I will answer you. And tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. And in the King James Version it reads, Come unto come unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call to me, said God, and I will answer you and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. Now, we need this in our lives. Why? Because the wisdom of God is better than the experiences that we experience in our everyday lives. If we can walk with God, he can give us an understanding. Not only that he can give us an understanding, but he can let us know the hidden things. The things are confined and hidden. He can let us know those things. He said that... <coughs> that he will tell you and even show you great and mighty things. Things which have been confined and hidden. Proverbs, the ninth chapter, I'm not going to be before you long. Proverbs 9 and 10, listen very closely. And it reads, the reverent fear of the Lord, that is, worshiping him, and regarding him as truly awesome is the beginning of the preeminent part of wisdom, its starting point, and its essence. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding and spiritual insight. And this is what we need. We need spiritual insight. We need, we need to know the things that are confined and hidden because God can release information to us that no one knows not even the enemy knows the information that God can give us to pull us through to give us strength because he said in his word he give us not only salvation he also give us strength and the strength is his knowledge the strength the strength is his wisdom the strength are the hidden things of God the strength is spiritual insight. The strength is understanding. Proverbs 9 and 10, amen, explains that to us. 
And also, Jeremiah 33 and 3 lets us know that he can give us information that are confined and hidden, but he can give it to us in which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. But God can open up revelation knowledge and give you a great understanding of his word and also his rhema word because he's God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. So we need to know the secret and his promise. And we're talking about the secrets right now. The promise is in the makings and the distinguishment of God to his people. Proverbs 9 and 10. And write down Jeremiah 33 and 3, which is the lesson text. Call to me and I will answer you. And I want to read that in the King James Version. Jeremiah. I think I read that already. But thank God anyway, I can read it again because God is good. It's nothing wrong with hearing it twice or three times or more. It says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We need this in our lives because the enemy is walking to and fro and we have to be aware. We have to be on point. We have to be in the knowledge of God and not only in the knowledge of God but also understanding God. We want to read Zechariah, the 13th chapter, starting at the 8th verse. And it's about the silver and gold. And it's about the saints are being gone through as silver and as gold. It will come out, it will come about in all the land, declares the Lord. Two parts. Listen very carefully. Two parts in it will be cut off and perish, but the third will be left alive. And the third is us. We are the third. And I will bring the third part through the fire, refine them as silver is refined, and test them as God as gold is tested, they will call on my name and I will listen and answer them. I will say, they are my people and they will say, the Lord is my God. Listen, and I'm going to read it in the King James Version as well. Zechariah, listen very closely. Zechariah 13, 8 and 9. 
and it reads, And it shall come to pass that in all the land, said the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on me on my name and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people and they shall say, the Lord is my God. Here's the thing. In other words, we are going to go through certain things in our life, but we shall be refined as silver. We're going to be tested as, as gold is, is tried. As gold is tried, we're going to be tried, and we're going to come out. Why? Because God is purifying us. He is getting us ready for that great day. And before he get us ready for that great day, he's actually also getting us ready for ministry, for his people. We are the third that will be left alive. Thank God that I am part of the third that will be left alive and help me to be strong when the silver come. Help me to be strong when the gold is tried. Why? Because you are there to give us not only salvation, but to also give us strength. And whatever that strength lies, if it lies as being refined as silver, then I know you can keep me. If I have been tried as gold, God, I know that you will not cut me off. Why? Because you said it in your word in Zechariah 13 and 9. And I will bring the third part through the fire, refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on me, they will call on my name, and I will listen and answer them. I will say, they are my people. And they will say, the Lord is my God. God is my Lord. And I am a part of his people. I am a part of the third. And I thank God for being a part of the third. Isaiah 65, 23 says, they will not labor in vain or bear children for disaster. For they are the descendants of those blessed by the Lord, and their offspring will with them. It shall also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are sitting, speak, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. There will no longer be predator or prey. Amen. Are you listening to what the prophet 
Jeremiah is saying. Listen what the prophet has said in the latter part of the 25th verse. There will no longer be predator or prey. In other words, the enemy poses threats, but there's nothing he can do to you unless you allow those threats and those pictures that are being painted in your mind manifest. So the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Listen to the prophet Isaiah again. There will no longer be predator or prey. And dust will be the serpent's food. Are you listening to me? And the dust will be the serpent's food. Now that same serpent tempted Eve in the garden. But now the prophet is telling us, and the dust will be the serpent's food. They will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountain Zion, saith the Lord. Put that in your spirit. And let it marinate. Zechariah 25, 65. Forgive me. Isaiah 65 and verse 25. Let that get in your spirit. Because the devil only have mere threats. When it shall not come near you, see it the Lord. If you listen, they will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountain Zion, said the Lord. So be not dismayed, for I am God. Do not fear. Do not stutter. Just speak the word of God. And the word of God says, they will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountain. Listen to God. Listen to God. Listen to God. The devil are threatening you with certain situations, and he wants those situations to come to pass. But you have a God that will answer you. You have a God. That can blow those negative pictures that the fiery dots of the wicked are throwing at you. Just have on the helmet of salvation to fight off the fiery dots of the wicked. Because God is there. All we need is his word and he's going to do the rest. Daniel was caught up in a situation. He fasted for 21 days. He prayed. He opened up his window because he wanted to hear a word from the Lord. And Jesus Christ himself came to visit Daniel. And Daniel was so nervous, his body trembled because he saw the Messiah. He saw the anointed one. And the anointed one told him that Michael came down to take care of the king of Persia so I can personally come to you and give you a word of comfort. And Daniel 
Messiah. Daniel met the anointed. Daniel met Jesus Christ himself face to face. And God blessed him and gave him a word of encouragement. And Daniel was grateful that Jesus came to see about him. And Jesus will come and see about us as well. He will come and see about us because he is the I am God. Yes, he is. Isaiah 65 in the Amplified I read to you. Now I am going to read Isaiah 65 in the King James Version. Thank God for his word. Thank God for revealing his secrets to us. The hidden things, the things that have been confined. Thank you for revealing it to us. And we magnify you because you are greater than every situation in our lives. That's why we do not have to look what's in front of us in front of us unless it is the word of God. If it's not the word of God, then nothing else matters. So the word of God matters. But everything that the devil, the enemy, Lucifer, Satan has set before us, we do not have to look at that. All we have to see is God's word. And those are threats. And we curse those threats that has been coming forth in front of us to show us negative pictures and wanting us to let those pictures grow in our spirit and get into our subconscious mind. We curse the threats of the enemy right now in Jesus' name and we call prosperity help wealth and being wise through God's word in Jesus name amen Isaiah 65 they shall not labor in vain nor bring forth for trouble for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them and it shall come to pass that before they call I will answer and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and thus shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, save the Lord. Take that and run with it and thank God for his word. Thank God for him seeing those things to us and for us. He will answer. And even when you're speaking, he's already heard your prayer. Luke, the 11th chapter. And we're talking about the secrets and the promise. Luke 11 and 6, Jesus says something even a friend would not say. 
starting at the sixth verse. For a friend of mine who is, this is an amplified, for a friend of mine who is on a journey has just come to visit me, and I have nothing to serve him. And from inside, he answers, do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything just because he is his friend, but listen to what the Messiah said, the anointed. Yet because of his persistence and boldness, he will get up and give him whatever he needs Jesus says in that ninth verse. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. In other words, just keep asking. Now that friend says, do not bother me. The door has already been shut. And my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. But 89, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything just because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, and boldness, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. Jesus said, Jesus, whatever he needs. Now, what is he saying? Just keep bothering, keep bugging, keep persisting on your needs. And that friend will eventually get up and help or get up and supply whatever need that you are needing. But it's going to take you to continue to let him know that I am on the other side of this door and I need you and I need you right now. You are my friend. John 15, verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally, violently united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Wish means feel or express a fervent desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable want something that cannot or will not happen, a desire or hope for something to happen. So you are wishing that Jesus Christ will come and see about you. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, key, that is, if we are vitally united, my message lives in your heart. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. 
Now, listen at that. My message lives in your heart. In other words, my word lives in your heart. And all you have to do is just ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Thank God for having his message in my heart. His message is in my heart. His message is in my heart. And as John, write these scriptures down because these scriptures has power. Why? Because the scriptures are life. They are life. They are spirit and they are life. And they will open up avenues for you because of the word. In the Amplified it said, I mean, in, sorry, in the King James Version it says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. If and, and my words abide in you, in other words, my message lives in your heart. My words abide in you. My message lives in your heart. Thank God for the message. Whatever message it is, he's letting you know that it's going to take care of whatever situation that you're in because of his message will make alive in your heart. First John 3, verse 21. Beloved, if our heart does not convict us of guilt, we have confidence, complete assurance and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever, whatever we ask because we carefully and consistently keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight habitually seeking to follow his plan for us. We need to follow the plan of God. In other words, we need to get into the purpose that God has for us. Why? Because we are the salt of the world. And if we lose our salt, we lose the Savior. The salt is the purpose that keep us conditioned to be messengers of God. If you put salt on raw meat, it keeps it for, from spoiling or it keeps it from decaying. So we are the salt of the world. Since we are the salt of the world, we are talking to the perspective of God's people that they may live through the salt that we have on the inside of us, which is God's purpose and God's word of life. Now, we have the wonders of God, the promises of God, and we have the secrets of God, which is understanding, wisdom, which is rhema word, 
God can speak to us. Daniel, the fourth chapter, and it reads, Nebuchadnezzar, the king to all the peoples, nations, and speakers of every language that live in all the earth. May your peace abound. It has seemed good to me to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his domain, his, do, his dominion and his dominion is from generation to generation. From me to my son, from my son to his son, to his daughter, to my daughter, generation to generation. And here's the thing, Nebuchadnezzar knew God and the prophet Isaiah came upon him and told him that he was going to die. Nebuchadnezzar, everything within his being, he prayed to God. And before the prophet even can make it out of the courts of the palace, God turned him around and gave Nebuchadnezzar an extended life. Now, we all know that prayer will change things. He said, ask, and I will hear you, and I will answer you. Even when you're speaking, I'm already knowing what you're asking. God is all-knowing, but it doesn't hurt to approach God because he knows what you're going to ask and he's already answering it and not only that he's already answering it he's knowing what needs to be done through his anointing thank God for his word God I thank you that is the only thing I can say right now I thank you for providing for me Thank you for long life. I thank you, God. I thank you, and I continually to thank you because you are my being. You are the reason that I am here upon this earth, and you are the reason that I have been chosen for your people. Acts, the sixth chapter, starting at the sixth verse, they brought these men before the apostles. And after praying, they laid their hands on them to dedicate and, and commission them for their service. And the message of God kept on growing and spreading. And the number of disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a large number of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith accepting Jesus as Messiah, the anointed, and acknowledging him as the source of eternal salvation. Now Stephen, full of grace, divine blessing, favor, and power, was doing a great wonders and signs attesting miracles among the people. However, listen very carefully. Stephen, full of grace, 
divine blessing, favor, and power was doing great wonders and signs, attesting miracles among the people. But there is a devil that's always in the midst. However, some men, what was called, what was called the synagogue of the freedom, freedmen, freed, freed Jewish slaves, both Syrians and Alexandrians, and some from Cilicia and the province of Asia, rose up and questioned and argued with Stephen. Why would you question the wonders of God? The reason why you, you that you would question the wonders of God is because you have been deceived within yourselves not to believe what you just have witnessed. And in real time, we are suffering, some of us are suffering these things in our life. Questions. Why should you question what God has done? Why should you question the wonders of God? Joel, the second chapter, starting at the first verse, blow the trumpet, listen very carefully, blow the trumpet in Zion, warning of impending judgment, sound an alarm on my holy mountain, Zion. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble and shudder in fear, for the judgment day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. They have clouds and of thick, thick, dark mist, like the dawn, like the dawn spread over the mountains. There is a pagan, hostile people, numerous and mighty, the like of which has never been before, nor will be again after, even for years of many generations. Before them, a fire devours, and behind them, a flame burns. Before them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. But behind them, a desolate wilderness, and nothing at all escapes them. Now listen, listen, please listen. In front of you, before you, is the Garden of Eden. Behind you is a desolate wilderness. Now listen at this the like of which has never been before, nor will be again after, even for years of many generations. Now listen to this. Before them, a fire devours, and behind them, a flame burns. Before them, before them, the Lord is like the Garden of Eden, but behind them, a desolate wilderness, and nothing at all escapes them. God, in Jesus' name, let your garden of Eden be set before us. Because your word say, before them, the land is like the garden of Eden. 
Let my land be like the Garden of Eden. And behind me, God, the destined wilderness, God, let me not be a part of that, but keep me. Keep me, God. Keep me. And bless me. And thank you for your favor. Now, here's the thing. The pagans' questionings cannot see really what God has done through Stephen. So they want to question what Stephen has done with the miracles. You know why? I'm going to tell you why the pagans, the paganistic society, it's hard for them to believe God. The reason it's hard for them to believe God because they practice in sorcery. It's hard for them to believe, to believe in God because they practice in the witchcraft. It is hard for them to believe in God because they are practicing necromancy. It is hard for them to believe in God because they are doing unseemly things that is not like God. And they are worshiping Baal. And not only that they are worshiping Baal, they are living in a paganistic society. And Jezebel was a pagan. And all of the other people that do not believe in God, you might as well call them a pagan too. Amen. Because the word atheist, I don't know if that's written in the Bible. I don't think I, have a, I haven't seen it yet. But pagans are in real time right now. And they practicing things. You have psychics that are practicing soup selling. And that is part of the paganistic society. And this is why it's hard for them to believe in God. Amen. And some people are made to be stubborn to show for, in order for God to show himself strong to his people. Exodus, the fourth chapter. I'm getting ahead of myself because I get excited about God being who he is and the pagans wants to mimic or the things of God but they cannot because they do not have God's spirit. They have a paganistic, paganistic spirit in their life. Exodus, the fourth chapter, verse 21. This is God's, God personally hardened Pharaoh's heart. The Lord said to Moses, when you return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders, miracles, which I have put in your hand. Now, that's Moses' job. But I will harden his heart and make him stubborn so that he will not let the people go. Now, mind you, in the midst of all of that, God is still protecting the Israelites. He are still protecting them. It's just Moses and Pharaoh going at it. And God, and God has hardened Pharaoh's heart until eventually he released the Israelites 
your slaves and then go on to the other side of the river and once they get there they're in a situation that they're stuck for some reason they stop believing and Moses was fed up with them so he began to frustrate himself and God placed an order on Moses and asked him to prophesy. Instead of Moses prophesying, he kicked it. And God hid his body. And it took Joshua to bring him in on into the promised land. And God is good. Psalms 74 Chapter 74 of the book of Psalms. Psalm 77, sorry. Psalm 77, verse 12. I will meditate on all your works and thoughtfully consider all your great and wondrous deeds. Your way, O God, is holy, far from sin and guilt. What God is great like our God. What God is great like our God. You are the awesome God who works powerful wonders. You have demonstrated your power among the people. And yet, some men from what was called the synagogue of the freedmen, free Jewish slaves, both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some from Caesarea in the province of Asia rose up against questions and argued with Stephen. That's in the book of Acts, sixth chapter. And you you see all these wonderful, great and wondrous deeds. You see God being awesome. You see their works are powerful and wonders. You have demonstrated your power among the people. But yet, there are some people that still wants to question who you are. And you have committed signs and wonders for these people. You committed signs and wonders for many of unbelievers. And they still don't believe. We're at Joshua 3, first verse. The promise has manifested itself to God's people. Israel has crossed the Jordan. We have crossed the Jordan. We have crossed the Jordan. Listen, Joshua. Verse number three, chapter three, and verse one. Joshua got up early in the morning. Then he and all the children of Israel set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan. And they spent the night there before they crossed the river. And it happened at the end of the of three days that the officers went throughout the camp. 
and they commanded the people when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by Levitical priests then you shall set out from where you are and follow it however there shall be a distance between you and it of about 2,000 cubits which is 3,000 feet by measurement do not come near it so that you may be able to see the ark and know the way you are to go for you have not passed this way before then Joshua said to the people sanctify yourselves for his purpose sanctify yourselves for his salt for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders miracles among you now here's the thing God is doing miracles right now he's doing wonders God we thank you for your wonders we thank you for your miracles we thank you for your secret places we thank you for your secret wisdom we thank you for the things that are hidden and confined that you may reveal them to us. And we thank you for your promise that it is already here. It's been established through your prophet Joshua. And they, are, they came over and crossed into Jordan. And we are living in the Jordan right now, God. And we thank you and we magnify you and we give you your name to praise God. Thank you for the secret. Thank you for the promise. God, help us. Strengthen us, God. Give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we thank you, we magnify you, and we do not accept any threats from the enemy. We come against sickness and disease Every threat of sickness and disease, we curse it right now in Jesus' name, and it shall not fall upon us because you were bruised for our iniquities. And by your stripes, we were healed. So everything that the enemy is trying to do, there are only merely threats of him. Because he cannot overpower us unless we allow him to come in. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. Help us to continue to resist the devil, God, and let him flee. Seven ways, God. In every sickness and disease, we curse it right now and we send it back to the bottomless pit to the abyss in Jesus name God every finances that the enemy is trying to hold up and threaten our finances God we curse that threat right now we curse the threat of finances being held we curse it right now in Jesus name and we release the blessings of God prosperity health Having a sound mind, God, we release everything that you have for us 
and we'll receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, God. We thank you. We magnify you. We glorify you, God, because there is no other God which by we shall be saved. There's none. And we thank you. And we magnify you and we give your name the praise, the glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.